Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the best of the herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. Live in Los Angeles. It's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. J-Mac, Nick Wright in an hour, all sorts of these football stories now percolating NBA draft Thursday. We think we know we know who's going one. I would take Scoot Henderson two. Uh, you would agree with that? 100%. I think he looks, yeah. sometimes you got to trust your eyes. He looks really fun. He looks like John Moran. Yeah. By the way, did you see two pretty famous athletes hanging out Uh Overnight? I did in a place you know well, Paris. Oh, okay. I was thinking about two other athletes. Uh, we got some fun stories today. You haven't seen this. KD has a new NFL friend. Oh, good. Good. Well, um, you know, th- there's the old belief, tougher the childhood, tougher the route, eventually tougher the kid. Crown molding, granite countertops, BMW, soft kid. Eh, just being honest. Tougher the childhood, tougher the route, eventually tougher the kid. Um, So Noah Brown's a wide receiver, played with Dak for several years in Dallas. Now he's a member of young Dak, emerging Dak. Now he's in Houston with rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud. So this is interesting, right? He played with young Dak. Now he's got young C.J. Stroud, and he compared the two. What are the draft comparisons C.J. had Today, that's right. mm. Do you see any similarities there, or no? Um, they're both great quarterbacks. I mean, I mean, great, great arm talent. I think, I think it's a little bit early to compare you know, a rookie to somebody like Dak Prescott, but uh, that's great class to be in. Uh, and I think he has all the potential to live up to that, maybe even surpass it. So you know, I'm, I'm rooting for CJ. Um, I'm willing to have his back in anything. CJ Stroud, 
yes, is more talented than Dak Prescott. Easily. He was a much better high school quarterback, a much better college quarterback, and NFL scouts and GMs rank him as a much better NFL prospect. He's better than Dak. But that's where quarterback is really interesting and unique in our American sports landscape. Is he as mature as Dak? Is he as tough as Dak? Does he have the leadership skills of Dak? Is he as resilient as Dak? Dak is very highly ranked on intangibles. And part of that, most of that, my guess, comes from Dak's journey. Dak got sacked 55 times at Mississippi State in his last two years. I watched a couple of those games. He got the hell beat out of him. He didn't have star receivers, star left tackles. He was on the eighth or ninth best team in the SEC or at least best program. He made him better for the short term. All that toughness. Meanwhile, C.J. Stroud went to Ohio State. His left tackles were five-star. Go on to the NFL. Five-star wide receivers. Look at the last two classes he's been throwing to at Ohio State. Some of the best college receiving cores in the history of the sport. Great coaches, well-funded, in a much weaker conference where Ohio State, outside of their game against Michigan, has a significant talent gap. Easier route. Now, I'm not saying C.J. Stroud had an easy childhood. I don't know about it. But the two things that matter in this sport at quarterback, where do you land and what was the route like to get you there? Dak landed because he was a fourth-round pick to, at the time, the emerging best offensive line in the league, Tyron Smith left tackle, Zach Martin, and Zeke at running back with an offensive head coach who was a quarterback in the league. That's a darn good place to land. C.J. Stroud has a first-time offensive coordinator, a defensive head coach, and an offensive line 24th in the league last year. Ohio State has never had a great NFL quarterback, and I believe I know why. Because unlike the SEC, Ohio State usually has significantly better players than everybody on their schedule except the Wolverines and maybe an out-of-conference game or eventually a bowl game. And because of that, their quarterbacks get overdrafted, meaning they get drafted near the top of a draft to better franchises and eventually don't have the talent and unravel. I'm not saying C.J. Stroud will fail. I don't see a lot of the juice. I think he's fine. His comp is Jared Goff. I don't know if he throws the football that well, but he's not going to get Sean McVay as a head coach, and he may never get two offensive lines as good as the Rams his first three years and the Lions now. Goff's gotten great O-line protection for most of his career and offensive coaches both times. I do not believe... As talented as C.J. Stroud is, and he is more talented than Dak Prescott, high school, college, and now, right, coming out of college, I don't believe he's going to have a 98 passer rating, complete 66% of his throws, and go 61 and 36. Where you land and how hard was the route to get you where you land are the overwhelming keys in this league. I like C.J. Stroud, kind of. Dak today, less talent, more W's, better team this year, offensive coaches, McCarthy and Garrett. Good luck to C.J. Stroud. So I saw this story this morning. Um, Dalvin Cook's a really good player. He's a really, really good running back for the Minnesota Vikings. Nobody disputes that. 
um, and nobody's interested. And you're like, why? What, what, What could it be? Well, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Scarcity. Every industry, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be real estate. It could be my business. It could be law. It could be hospitals. Um, Every industry has a position, often due to technology or cultural changes, that becomes much less important. And just think about the running back position. Last year, Houston, fourth round, picked up a running back named Damian Pierce in front of a bad O-line, 1,000-plus yards, fourth round. The Super Bowl-winning Kansas City Chiefs picked up Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. 200-plus rush yards for Kansas City in the playoffs, almost 1,000. Oh, Tyler Algier, Atlanta picked him up. Fifth round, kid in front of a pretty decent O-line, rushed for almost 1,200 yards. Fifth round, fourth round, seventh round. By the way, the Rams this year, at the end of the sixth round, got a running back out of Ole Miss named Zach Evans. Really good. Could start in this league, I think, eventually. Scarcity. I don't, I'm not happy that Dalvin Cook can't find a job, but college football provides running backs in every third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round. So when you get into the NFL at that position, save your money, invest wisely. The only reason to spend big in a running back for a second contract is if you don't trust your quarterback. Ryan Tannehill, and Daniel Jones. It should also be noted that as the game has changed, the smart general managers in the league also see this. Of the last 10 Super Bowl champions, a decade, eight did not have a 1,000-yard rusher. The culture has changed. The game has changed. Every industry has a job, a position that is being reduced or eliminated, and it just so happens in the NFL, they have value, but it's mostly running back. If you're wondering why Dalvin Cook doesn't have a gig. J-Mac, we have got stories today. We do. Uh, Your Dalvin Cook diatribe. Can I call it that? A diatribe? Sure. Um, Got me thinking. Kareem Hunt, still unemployed. Ezekiel Elliott, still unemployed. These are guys who are multi-tool weapons, whether they can block, receive out of the backfield, run the football. It, the running backs, you know, if you're a running back in college, what's the move? Do you stay at the position? Well, Do you try something else well, out? Do you- Christian McCaffrey got paid because the quarterback was Teddy Bridgewater. Derrick Henry's been paid. Uh, Daniel Jones will ensure that Saquon Barkley eventually gets paid. Um, but if you have a top eight to 10 running back, it makes no sense. And if you believe Kirk Cousins, and most do, is a top 10 to 12 quarterback, makes no sense when you're paying him to pay the running back. There's simply too much talent provided by the college game every year. And it's provided in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. And by the way, Falcons, you showed that they, uh, Algier had a big year. They yeah. went and drafted a running back in the top 10. Is that what smart teams do? Well, uh, so we, we talked about that. <laughs> uh, it's not necessarily what smart teams do, but... I thought there was an argument that the Texas running back was the cleanest prospect in the entire draft in terms of personality, character, talent, ability to do multiple things. I, I thought he was I, – I, I talked to GMs about this. They're like, literally, there's nothing to worry about. He was Ladanian Tomlinson. You get a good kid. He doesn't fumble. He can block. He can catch. And for Atlanta right now, they have a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter – 
And I think their theory is, let's give him great skill people. They have a good old line. If he can't move us with this, we have the wrong quarterback. Like a lot of times, you like right now, C.J. Stroud comes into the league, and he could be good, but you don't know. Justin Fields, he's not, he's not getting any help. So you go into year three with Justin Fields, and you're like, we're still not sure if he can play. You will know by Thanksgiving if Desmond Ritter, Atlanta's quarterback, can play. They have an excellent young tight end, excellent receiver, star running back, a good two running back, and their O line is sneaky top eight, top nine in the league. So it's like you'll know early. So Atlanta's betting on we got to get the quarterback right. Let's figure it out now if we got the guy. I don't think it's a bad bet. I I I think I, that was the one first round pick I got right. Yeah, and I understood their reasoning for it. So the last thing you mentioned the Chiefs and their seventh round running back. Right. Um, I wonder if people, how come people aren't talking about the Eagles running back situation? Remember who their top running back was all season? Right. Yeah. And what'd they do? They just said, <laughs> enjoy free agency. Thank you for your service. So we'll just bring in the okay. next guy. The minute the Eagles discover that Jalen Hurts is great, and he is, running backs can go. So Philadelphia figured it out. So did Kansas City. The minute you have a star running back, by the way, Cincinnati Joe Mixon may not be long for each other. Once you realize the quarterback's the star, then you start drafting running backs fifth round down every year. It's just the way to do it. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an up 
upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. So when Nick Saban sat down with our Joel Klatt, Joel Klatt has a podcast, Joel Klatt Show. And um, Nick uh, was talking about, you know, who's going to play in the college football playoff. Now, Georgia now has surpassed Alabama as the best program in the country, and Texas is coming hard, and USC is coming hard, and Michigan is coming hard. Uh, LSU is coming really hard. Uh, You know, nothing lasts forever. Nick's run lasted about three times longer than most college dynasties last, and uh, he was talking to Joel Klatt about the playoffs going forward and who gets in and who doesn't. All we do is take the teams that win the most games at the end of the year and put them at the, in the playoffs. But do you really get the best teams? When they told me that we would be favored against three out of the four teams that got in the playoffs, I'm like, well, why aren't we in the playoffs? If you're going to have parity, you have to have a better way of figuring out who has the best teams, not just because you lose two games on the last play of the game yeah. that knocks you out when you may be better than somebody else who didn't have the same circumstances that they had to play in. It should be noted that LSU once lost two games, was allowed in, and won a national championship. It wasn't just that Alabama lost games. If it was all about odds and who's favored, Alabama lost to LSU last year and was favored by two touchdowns. In the last seven to eight years, virtually every game Alabama has lost – They've been favored. You've got to play the games, and the regular season has to matter. College football, not this year, but next, is going to a 12-team playoff. I can't wait. It will quadruple the arguments. People tend to think if you expand a playoff, it limits the arguments. The opposite happens. I'll give you an example. We all know we'll never be members of Augusta National. But your local country club let in Bob and Kevin, and they work under you. Why won't they let me in? I deserve to be in. The more people you let in, the more people believe they deserve to be in. And I can tell you right now what's going to happen with the 12-team playoff. There's going to be a three-loss Auburn team or a three-loss Georgia team. Well, maybe not Georgia, maybe Texas. And they're going to be better than one-loss Cincinnati or no-loss Boise State. They're going to be better than a team from the American Athletic Conference who doesn't even look to recruit their players. But that 12-team playoff is going to garner great sympathy for no-loss teams and one-loss teams. And you're going to get a three-loss Michigan State team or a three-loss Florida team, and they are better, especially the Florida team with the talent in that state. They are better than that team. The more you let in, the greater the arguments get. I can't wait for it. It's great for my business. They'll be arguing nonstop. But the regular season does have to matter. And overwhelmingly, college football has gotten it right. In my lifetime, I can't think of a single team that I thought was easily, indisputably the best team in college football and didn't get a shot to get to the playoff. The regular season has to matter. As much as I like gambling on football, you can't go with odds. Bama was a two-touchdown favorite and lost to LSU. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. 
this was kind of a story J Mac and I talked about um, last week. This draft in the NBA to me has two stars: Scoot Henderson and Victor Wembanyama. Then a bunch of guys I like. Uh, there's a there's a you know uh, Kobe Bufkin's an interesting player. Uh, Grady to get Kansas, interesting player. You, you uh, Central Florida's got an interesting player. There's guys that all have. There's some interesting players, but there's two like wow, 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 star early, wow. Um, but there's very few impactful players in the NBA draft. History tells you there's about three to four a draft. Highly impactful, can help win a playoff series, guys. And that's about the number. NFL first round will have 10 of those guys. NBA draft first, second round, maybe three or four. And so players that you look at and go, eh, they always find work. So when the Suns got Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, the complaint is, well, they don't have a bench. Rick Buecher came on our show yesterday and talked about this. A duplication bench. Here's Rick. I don't get the fit. You were already top-heavy and it didn't work. Now you're incredibly small. Like, and you can't, you can't play big and small. Depth has always been an important element. And then the other part is, how do those pieces fit together? Here I've got three largely perimeter scorers. And who's your playmaker? Who's your distributor? Because you don't need defenders. You need a point guard now. Okay, so there are so many forces working against NBA executives and GMs on cohesion, chemistry, and fit. There's too much mobility. Now we have a new CBA. It's going to be harder for guys to move around. The bottom line is get good players. Worry about the fit later. Just get good players. Smart veteran players. Beal smart Booker, KD, Smart, they'll figure it out. But but yesterday, I pushed back to Rick Buecher, and I said, well, you have DeAndre Ayton. Whereas Beal's an imperfect fit, Ayton is a toxic one. So DeAndre Ayton gives you about 18 points a game, 10 rebounds. But he views himself as more of a score. And 18 points is nothing to laugh at. So now with Beal, Booker, and KD on that roster, Aiton will never get looks, and he tends to pout if he's not included in the offense. So he is now a bad fit in Phoenix. Good player, not great, good player, bad fit. Because he pouted last year when he had to guard Jokic and wasn't getting shots. Well, now you had Bradley Beal. He's never going to get looks. So a story came out yesterday that the Phoenix Suns are getting lots of calls Andre Andre Ayton. Of course they are. He's an 18-10 athletic big. He's owed $105 million, but not $150, not $170. It's not that punitive. The move that makes sense to me on this, I'll throw it out there, is the New York Knicks. So Mitchell Robinson is exactly what Phoenix needs. A defensive-minded, rebounding big who doesn't need touches and won't pout when he doesn't get the ball. He's sort of a Robert Williams with the Celtics, knows his role. What the Knicks need is somebody to help Jalen Brunson, a big that can score, DeAndre Ayton. Ayton will get the ball. He'll field included. He'll get his looks. He'll average 18 to 20 a game, and you'll get the happy DeAndre Ayton. In Phoenix, now with Beal, he'll never get the rock. He'll pout. He'll be disengaged. He's now a toxic fit. So we said this yesterday. One of the reasons I liked Beal to Phoenix I think if you put smart guys together, veterans, they'll figure it out. 
It even Denver, we go, oh, the perfect fit. Yeah, they're the one. But like Miami's got pieces they could use. Boston, I'm not sure Brown and Jason Tatum are perfect fits. Perfect fit almost doesn't exist in the NBA. What does exist is talent and impactful players. Cobble three together, figure out the rest later. I would do a Mitchell Robinson, Josh Hart deal, maybe a pick from the Knicks. Josh Hart can play defense. Mitchell Robinson can play defense. Uh, one doesn't need the ball at all. And then the, the the Knicks get what they need in the East with Giannis, with Embiid, with Bam. You need some size and somewhat of an offensive threat for the Knicks. Also, you bring Aiton over with Brunson. You've already got R.J. Barrett. You're less reliant on Julius Randle scoring. Maybe you can move him. Suns and the Knicks make sense to me. A big that scores in New York, less reliant on Randall, who you could move. Suns get a big that doesn't need the ball and a little help in the backcourt. J-Mac, what say you? Not terrible. Yeah. I'm lukewarm. Can I call me? Can I call it lukewarm on that? Okay. All right. I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I'm with you. I would move Aiton, but the deals out there don't look great, and... Who wants a guy like DeAndre Ayton? Work ethic is not there. No timeout. Back to the basket center. Okay. Not- 18 and 10. 18 and 10. That's that's a lot of points. And by the way, Jokic and Giannis are the two best players in the league. Embiid could be third. Who, you got to have a big. Why? They had Ayton and he couldn't do anything against Jokic. Well, like you said, Anthony Davis, he was it, it was useless. I mean, I would rather I would rather roll the dice with a guy like Miles Turner in there. Um, well, I'm not Turner saying can I'm... shoot threes. He's less needy. Ayton's like needy. Hey, feed me or I'm gonna pout. Feed me or I'm not gonna go go for rebounds and really jostle inside. But it, the Knicks could use some scoring beyond Jalen Brunson because here's what they're gonna become now: R.J. Barrett, Jalen Brunson. Randall, who they would like to move. You, he, Randall's got a market somewhere in this league. So what you'd I have would is, take Randall over Aiden, though. He plays hard. I'm not. Dis- Randall goes hard. I don't, listen. It's tough for me to call seven footer soft, but I just don't see that dude. All right. Aiden doesn't seem like that guy who's just going to get it, spin, and try to dunk on you. Remember how Shaq would do that? Yeah. Well, that's, like, these guys aren't Shaq. Let's let's stop right there. How about the mentality of that? When I get the ball, I'm attacking. I'm scoring. I'm shooting. I'm aggressive. I don't see the aggressive nature in DeAndre Ayton. Do you? Well, I know now he'll never get the ball. So I know now, <laughs> again, I'll take him perfect fit, Bradley Beal, over toxic fit. Ayton with these three guys will never get offense. He'll never get looks. He was getting upset last year when it was just Booker and KD. Add Beal, he'll never get a play design for him. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rocking dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah.
Hi, it's the herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Nick Wright, first things first, standing by, joining us. Special time today, 2 Eastern. Well, how, look, look at this. Time out, J-Mac. Look at this What's outfit. That? I mean, literally, you should be in like What's a up? John Wick movie or something. I mean, well, who dresses this okay. nice? It's incredible. That's a hair joke, I think, <laughs> the John Wick thing. No, it's not. That's first of all. Okay. Uh, second of all, Colin, I don't know if you still have me or not. There we go. There, now I can see you again. I lost you for a second. I'm not sure if you have my audio. I hope you do. I do. Um, I appreciate you having me on. That seemed like... A bit of a halfway invite for J-Mac. He said, are you inviting me? 
And you said, I can invite you, <laughs> not yes, I'm inviting you. So, J-Mac, if I were you, I would try to get that locked down because Colin can be a slippery fella. But it's good to see you guys again. Okay, so I want to get into the Bradley Beal thing. Um, I think sometimes yeah. – I was talking to uh, Emmanuel Ochoa yesterday about this. I said, just get me smart veteran guys who can play. I'll figure the fit out later. Miami didn't fit. Hey, Bosh, go be a perimeter guy. Uh, they, nobody liked Mario Chalmers. They had no size. They had a bunch of smart dudes, and they figured out LeBron, D-Wade, Battier, Haslam. They figured out how to make it work. I know Phoenix now has three shooters. Trade DeAndre Ayton, get some size, get some defenders. I like the move because I think it's a talent league. It's not always a perfect fit league. Your thoughts? Well, I, I agree with you on the – you can't fully evaluate this until you see what the Aiton trade is, as I think there will be an Aiton trade. But I'm surprised you initially liked it because you said, and I agreed with you last week, that if you remove LeBron James, super team success rate is not super high. And the ones that have worked, like the big three in Boston, they all did three very distinct things. I'm skeptical of this for a number of reasons. One is you are adding another player who I understand he's just going to be 30, but it's kind of an older 30 because he came to the league at 19. He had been incredibly durable, but then the last three seasons he has not been. So another player with injury concerns, another player whose biggest skill set is the skill set of your two other best players, and you are removing depth and you are removing defense. I am not I think you could have taken Chris Paul and traded him for lesser pieces that would have made you a better team. If the goal is to get through Denver, I don't know how this gets you closer. What I do know is because of the new CBA, this is now your team. You aside from the Aiton move which could happen obviously. Once you do or don't on Aiton, whatever team you go into this year with is going to be your team for the rest of Kevin Durant's time there, and I don't think it's good enough. I, I think they're good. I think they're probably the fifth or sixth best team in the league. I don't think it's good enough. I don't think it's the right idea. And the new owner there, I give him credit for caring and wanting to spend money. But in five months of ownership, he has traded for Kevin Durant. He has almost fought the two-time MVP. He has installed Isaiah Thomas as a shadow GM. He has fired the head coach, and now he's traded for Bradley Beal. It's a lot of upheaval in a very short time for Ishbia as the new owner. So, uh, you know, I think we both acknowledge Kevin Durant is uh, great. Uh, I almost feel like Phil Mickelson got compared to Tiger, but they're two very different people. Uh, it just so happens their primes lined up. I think sometimes we look at Durant and we unfairly compare him to LeBron, and everybody shrinks with LeBron. Durant's just a remarkable player who's made one egregious decision in his life to leave Steph for Kyrie. Other than that, he's a hell of a player, and I like him. Um do you look at this Phoenix team and go, okay, what's the level of pressure you think is on KD? What are reasonable expectations? Well, well listen, for Durant has accomplished everything one can accomplish in this league, with the exception of what he went to Brooklyn to accomplish, what he is trying to accomplish in Phoenix, which is be the unquestioned leader or unquestioned best player on a team that hadn't won a title and go lead them to a title, even if you are not the traditional leader. 
I do think when we are, you know, I have heard people call him, you know, one of the 10 or 12 greatest players ever. He is not that. Is he one of the 20 greatest players ever? Unquestionably. Is he in the top 15? It's, it's close. Him, Giannis, Moses, Dr. J, they're, you know, pick your two favorites and you have guys who are in the top 15. But he has that one box left unchecked. So I do think there is pressure in that regard. I don't think there's pressure as in this regard. Like, oh, if they don't win, it's a failure by him because I don't think this team is great. I think Bradley Beal, it's going to be very interesting seeing if Bradley Beal can adjust. You're right, Chris Bosh and Kevin Love both adjusted to far different roles, but they were also bigs. And they were also deferring because of LeBron James. That's a different situation. The other question for Phoenix is this. Is their best, is moving forward, is Devin Booker better than Kevin Durant? I know a lot of people think that. I do not think that yet. I don't think the other teams around the league with how they guard Durant think that yet. But if Booker takes another leap and then Durant's your second best guy, that could be a formula. I just don't think this team has enough depth or defense. And I think Durant is now once again chosen to go somewhere that maybe in a year or so he's going to wish he hadn't. But because of the new collective bargaining agreement, it is going to be very difficult to trade him now that they've done the Bradley Beal trade. So I got into a discussion uh, with a friend, smart friend, never been a, a fan of LeBron. And uh, there's a lot of different reasons for it. Uh, as, 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 and I said, one of the differences was when Michael Jordan came into the league, the best player was arguably ever Kareem. And he was stoic and yeah. prickly and not very likable. Michael was handsome. The smile, the earring, the dress, the, the dynamic game. He came from Carolina. He'd won a title. He was, and Nike built the, the, the most formidable campaign ever. There was a lot to like about him, right? Big city, Chicago. We Chicago, sure. Midwest. And so he never had to replace a likable all-time great. He was easier to like. He stayed out of politics. LeBron's gotten into politics. He's now threatening the guy we fell in love with, Michael. And so when Mike Malone takes a shot at LeBron, there's this sense that why, why is he so polarizing? And I think a huge component to it is LeBron is threatening the basketball player that mostly, along with Magic, brought us back to loving this sport. And it's not yeah. all on LeBron. It's the reality of replacing a legend, a beloved legend. Am I wrong on I that? No, I think that's a really smart point. I just don't understand why guy, I, why Michael Malone or other people around the league continue to try to take this guy down. When you brought up a moment ago, Tiger and Phil, all even if other golfers had issues with Tiger Woods, they didn't voice them. You know why? He made them all richer. Yeah. LeBron James has been in the league for 20 years. He has never demanded a trade. He has never asked out of a contract. He has been a, a, a historically giving teammate on and off the court. He has been a leader in the community off the court. And he has made all of these guys millions of dollars. And yet, and when Michael, eight years ago, 
when Michael, when LeBron was a two-time champion, a four-time MVP, already one of the 10 greatest players ever, and nobody gave a damn about Michael Malone, and he got fired in Sacramento. LeBron went out of his way to talk about what a mistake that was, how the Kings didn't realize what a great coach they had. So I don't mind Michael Malone having a few too many pops at the parade <laughs> and them taking shots at those of us that doubted them and all that stuff. But Michael Malone going on a YouTube show and making fun of LeBron James, to, to what end? At w what are you achieving there? Yeah. And I'm not asking other players to like you know be d deferential to LeBron, but there needs to be some self-awareness that this guy has made everyone's life in the NBA better, except for people trying to win championships during his era. I guess four of those years he's made it worse. And I just, I there is, there is a level of jealousy or anger that it's gone on this long when I think it should be appreciation because he is still making people money and he is still leading by example. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. So uh, Michael Jordan sold the Hornets, made a fortune. Michael's been very good at business uh, from his shoe deals. Uh, yeah. You know, I know you're, you're, you're I can see. Oh, yeah, listen, Colin, a lot of, you know, it, it was very unique that, you know, someone bought a pro sports team 20 <laughs> years ago and made a profit. I mean, I, I read stories left and right. Yeah, I mean, a guy sold the Arizona Cardinals. He's now on unemployment. Another guy, I mean, it's financially ruinous for many people. But a brilliant businessman like Jordan can make a profit from selling a pro sports team. But go ahead. I interrupted. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a very good point. How, um, I mean, Michael, you know, base, baseball didn't work. The Wizards didn't work. The GM thing didn't work. Um, he's great at basketball, yeah. great at selling shoes. And those are qualities. I mean, there's a lot yeah. about Michael I like. How do you view him now as the Charlotte GM owner mess? Does it does it ding well, the legacy to you? Okay, so I would like to do a couple things. One is this. Everyone must acknowledge, if they are being honest, that if when Jordan took over the Hornets 15 years ago, he turned them into a dynasty, people would use it as evidence of his greatness. Can we all at least agree to that? Yes. That if they were awesome, they'd be like, oh, look at him, Jay. Everything he touches turns to gold. <laughs> Instead, his ownership tenure of the Hornets was identical to his playing tenure when Scottie Pippen wasn't his teammate. Zero postseason series victories. He won three games, at least, as a Hornets GM and owner in the playoffs as opposed to only one as a player. But here's my problem. If we would like to judge the greatest player ever purely by, we will evaluate from the day you first set foot on a court to the day you leave the NBA, I'm good with that. But that's never been what it's been for Michael. Michael's had, in some way, because of all the acolytes and sycophants, the best of all worlds. Do we count the entire career? Of course not. He's 6 for 6, not 6 for 15. Do we count the Wizards years? Knows those didn't happen. Do we even count the entire championship run? Well, the years he won, we count, but not those middle two years. Was he retired all both of those years? No, he actually came back, got MVP votes, but then lost in the playoffs, so therefore it doesn't count. Okay, kind of weird, but so be it. But then we also do this, and you just did it in talking about him. I'm, I'm not picking on you. Everyone knows that when they have encountered someone who is, you know, a Jordan true believer, 
at some point in the argument, you know what gets brought up? Man, it, you know how, it, look at the shoes. LeBron's shoes will never sell as well as this. Look at the iconography. Look at the, sh he made the shaved head cool. He made Nike went from it, losing to Converse. That's always been part of the story. That's all, the legend of Jordan has been more than the playing career. Yeah. The sneakers and the mystique and the aura have been a piece of it. So if that's the case, then being the worst owner in the league for 15 years has to matter a little bit, like a <laughs> tiny bit. It's like, oh, uh, you took over a team in Washington and they were terrible and the players hated you and drafted the wrong guy. You then bought a team in Charlotte and they were literally the worst team in the league over the entirety of your tenure. But, oh, Nick, he made a billion dollars on the sale. Everybody does. A, a guy named David Glass owned my Royals. Bought him for $70 million, sold him for a billion. You know why? That's how sports work in America. Yeah. It's not because he was some great owner. So I would like, Colin, for the GOAT conversation to just be start of career to end of career. But with Jordan, we remove years that hurt him, and we add sneaker sales and make <laughs> movies about it. So then, I think owning, it's not like owning a race car team like he does. You owned a basketball team, you did terrible. Can it count a little bit? Can it count 1%? I think it should. I think it should, too. Look, he's all dressed up with somewhere to go. He's doing First Things First today, hey, special time, show, 2 Eastern. You look fantastic. And uh, as always. Thank you. Thank you. J-Mac, don't let him wiggle out of that UFC invite. Hold his feet to the fire. Colin, I'm, I'm on to this trick by Colin. I've had this done to me. You be careful, buddy. There's a warning, cautionary tale of business with Colin. There's a, a Nick Wright. Good stuff. No, UFC events are great. They're really fun. And start, by the way, my pyramid of United States men's national team, UFC, March Madness, playoffs, college basketball, NFL. It's not even really, to be honest with you, my pyramid isn't, isn't in an order. I would put NFL one, but everything else is kind of the same. So would you say UFC event in Vegas versus sitting poolside at a cabana in Vegas, which is? UFC event by a mile. Interesting. It's so much fun. I, I, Listen, it, I, I don't think I would agree with that assessment. In the last 20 years in America, last 30 years, okay. all the sports have, we had NFL, we had college basketball, we had college football, we had golf majors, we had tennis majors, we had, we had everything. UFC, of all the attempts to create new leagues and new sports, one has entered the willingness for people to spend 80 bucks to watch. Mm. It's the only, by the way, the Disney ESPN Plus model, the only reason ESPN Plus works is UFC. That's why they put like the John Jones fights or the Connor fights before the fiscal year because they want to make a profit. ESPN Plus doesn't do anything. UFC completely drives that business. Mm. None of their original programming draws flies. That's why they'll put a Connor fight or a John Jones fight before the fiscal year ends to show to their shareholders, well, that Plus business is rolling. UFC drives that entire business for them. Mm. Very few things could do that. NFL could. I think, you know, the SEC could. Don't you think big, big boxing matches, no. do, they don't draw? No. Like UFC? No, what boxer do you care about? I'm just putting it out there. I don't what, know. What boxer in America? Are you like Jake Paul. You hype that guy. Well, he's, he's more of a, a YouTube sensation that's an interesting story. He's as, as much a pro like a, wrestler. What about Mayweather? Has he ever been on the, yeah, he's the bus? boring. He's a boring. I mean, when I went he and watched Conor McGregor, out, right. when I went and watched Conor McGregor and Mayweather, I went for Conor McGregor. I didn't go for Mayweather. Mm. My, I took my wife to that. It was one of the best. We had a ball. I'm telling you.
But I say in our pyramid, you and I agree. The difference yeah. is you you haven't gone to a UFC fight. I haven't. You would fall in love. With I it. do get asked that. How come you don't go to more sports like games? I, I like to watch from home. I do go, go to sporting events. It's fun. Well, but you and I take notes at home. I take yeah, notes. Like when I, I, going to NFL games is tough. I got to go to like an island game on Monday Night Football. I'm same way. I can't go Sunday 1 p.m. I, it just doesn't work. I, know. I need to watch eight games. Gambling in game, yes. You know, fantasy last minute rock. Like yes. you could do some of that on your phone, but it's just too stressed. I need the multiple televisions. I'm, I, I don't know. Well, this, this is our job. That's it is. Like, yeah, it's kind of a job. It's thing. not. It's not a hard job. We're not. Oh, you know, right. splitting speak the atom for, over here. Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.